Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealth. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Denise Pasquinelli and Dr. Michelle, your natural women's health advocates who blend the wisdom of ancient healing traditions and the science of functional medicine. Hey there, welcome back. This is Denise, and this week we want to explore the topic of exercise and movement by talking about ways you can sync your movement routine with your monthly cycle. We'll explore the peace and power that comes with embracing going with the flow, as well as how to work with your hormones to identify optimal movement. Yes, I absolutely love this topic, and I haven't really seen it talked about like much of anywhere. I don't know. To be honest, the first time um, it was even brought to my attention was from an acupuncturist I used to see. Um, and then I started kind of tuning into it more and noticing the serious ebb and flow of my energy and my output in relation to not just my monthly cycle, but also the seasons throughout the year, which we'll dive into a bit later today. And she's while we're at it, why not the seasons of life, right? So Beth learned from Fit to Be, who was on the show last week, um, she referred to, you know, her neck injury as being a season. And that's so true because right now her body is in need of a certain type of movement. But that need will change and adjust and evolve over time as she moves into the next phase or season. Mm, I just love how Beth spoke to that. And I love that concept of different seasons in life. Ayurveda is deeply grounded in this topic, sometimes referred to as chronobiology, which is the concept that is all about embracing the different rhythms and cycles that we are all existing within. So Ayurveda recognizes five unique cycles in nature, which we can learn to harmonize ourselves with. The first is the circadian rhythm, which is the 24-hour cycle of night and day. And I think we're all pretty cozy with that one. Then there is the 12-month seasonal rhythm, which is represented by the Earth's journey around the sun. And within that, we get the seasons, which is the relationship between where we sit on the Earth and its position to the sun. Each month, or sometimes referred to as month. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> is the cycle of the moon orbiting the Earth, which is creating a lunar rhythm and one that is in close alignment with the cycle happening within our bodies when we menstruate. The moon also influences the flow of the sea or the 12-hour tidal rhythms. And in addition to all of these Earth-based rhythms, there is a much larger process at work, the celestial rhythm, in which we are influenced by the motion of planets within our solar system. Mm. So I know I am totally nerding out with this cycle stuff, (laughs) 
But I find it to be very grounding to remember that we are coexisting with all living things within these very wondrous yet organized systems. Sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed and anxious by the minutiae of everyday life, I consider chronobiology and how amazing this planet is. And that can bring me right back down to earth. I love it. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's all of these, you know, biorhythms that so many of us have fallen out of touch with and likely a deep rooted cause to so many imbalances in our lives. It's kind of like, you know, Taoist uh, philosophy and how the macrocosm reflects the microcosm and vice versa. It's like when we're asynchronous with our surroundings and our environment, the the macrocosm, our part, I guess, in relation, we become asynchronous within our bodies. So hormonal imbalances, sleep disturbances, digestive complaints, you know, it's all connected. Yes. And that's really the foundation of my practice, healing the relationship with the environment in order to heal the relationship within our bodies. I could really geek out on the increase in autoimmune conditions and the increased destruction of the earth, but I think that that's a topic for another time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So back to chronobiology. I find for myself and my clients that so much peace can be experienced when we accept that we are always changing in an environment that is always changing to expect that we can perform exactly the same way every day of the week, month of the year, or stage of our lives is an impossible ideal. It is an utter myth, and I hope to see our culture catch up to this fact in my lifetime. <laughs> I think it's especially important for women to embrace this idea because our bodies are complex. One of the most profound ways that our lady bodies change each month is through our cycle or the shifting of our hormones. Yes, totally. And I think, you know, it's probably the most tangible and approachable way for women to really start aligning with these natural biorhythms or this chronobiology. First off, if you haven't already, I highly recommend, and I'm sure Denise does too, tracking Mm -hmm. your menses, right? It's not just for those ladies who are trying or not trying to have little babes, but it can be such an eye-opener and help you get more in touch with your body, uh, your mood, your energy, your bowel habits, your sleep patterns. Seriously, it can be a game changer. So we'll list a few of our favorites um, in the show notes for you as far as like apps and trackers and stuff goes. So, um, okay, so to break down the basics, if you are a cycling woman, day one of your cycle is when you start bleeding. So at this point in our cycle, all of our major your sex hormones are at their lowest because we haven't conceived and our body is kind of clearing the way to restart the cycle again. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, as well as the hormones that stimulate them, um, things like FSH or follicle stimulating hormone and LH or luteinizing hormone are all on the low end. And as we progress, these hormones start to rise again. So first FSH, which stimulates estrogen. So You know, the lining of our uterus begins to thicken again. So we make that nice cush baby palace. Um, (laughs) And then around the two week mark, we have what's termed the LH surge, which is when we are most fertile. And then soon after that, we get a bump in our progesterone. It's also during um, this LH surge that we get a bump in our testosterone, because if you think about it, biologically, our sex drive is boosted a bit to help with that whole conception process. Right. So 
then during that second part of our cycle, our estrogen starts to drop and progesterone starts to rise in anticipation of, you know, maintaining a pregnancy if implantation conception has happened. So if it hasn't, the whole process starts again, hence our monthly cycle. So we'll put a little image um, in the show notes for you so you can reference that just in case you're a visual learner like me. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And that's such an awesome overview. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the flow and the fluctuation of these hormones are what govern the phases of your monthly cycle, which are the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, and the luteal phase. So let's break these down a bit and look at what sort of exercise and movement would be most complementary to what those hormones are doing. So during the menstrual phase, like Dr. Michelle said, hormone levels are on the decline. And as a result, the two sides of our brain work together very harmoniously. This makes it a great time to tap into your intuition and sense what sort of movement your body really needs. It might need to be curling up in a ball with some Netflix (laughs) or maybe something like a yin yoga class or kundalini yoga would feel really good. Mm. Next is the follicular phase. So this is when the estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone start low and then begin to increase. This is generally a time when we feel pretty jazzed about life and we're fairly open to trying new things. So this might be a great time to try a new fitness class or to go dancing, maybe reconnect with a buddy and go for a walk. Then we move into the ovulatory phase or ovulation. So this is when our hormones are really flowing, especially testosterone. So this is the time to do those heavier workouts if you're so inclined. Something like high impact activities like a strong run or HIIT training, which is that high intensity interval training that we spoke about earlier this month. Maybe some power yoga or a super sweaty spin class. All of that would really suit this part of your cycle. Mm -hmm. And finally, the luteal phase, which is generally close to two weeks. And the first part of that, the hormones are at their peak. So this is a good time to burn energy in a slow and steady way. Think a hilly bike ride or a steep hike or some sort of strength training session. As you get closer to the menstrual phase, your energies will begin to drop and you might feel that need to be a little more alone. Um, I know at least for me, alone time is something I'm really craving about this time of the month. So this would be a great time for a walk in the woods or whatever environment is most soothing for you. I personally love the MyFlow app to track the cycle. And one of the reasons I love it is you can get fitness tips like what we've shared here, as well as diet and lifestyle tips to consider during your flow. So as Dr. Michelle said, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yes, that's perfect. I love that breakdown. It makes it so easy. (laughs) So to take it kind of one macro level out, um, I also like to move in sync with the four seasons. So if we turn to Eastern philosophy again, we can kind of break the seasons down to their respective energetic organs and elements. So for example, since it's officially spring, let's start there. So spring is the season of the liver and the wood element. So I mostly think about flexibility and 
balance? You know, how's your yoga routine going? Are there certain poses or postures that you need to focus on to help your body really unwind from those, you know, stiff winter months? And then we have summer. So summer is the season of the heart and the fire element. So I tend to think about high intensity and feeling that burn. So are you conditioning yourself for a race or a marathon or a CrossFit competition? Have you, you know, dabbled in those HIIT workouts that we keep talking about? Um, you know, this is when I would really work on, you know, heavy lifting or just more intense workouts in general. Um Fall is the season of the lungs and the metal element. So I think about the breath and how our core is affected by how well, you know, we're breathing on a day-to-day basis. This is a really commonly overlooked and kind of skimped over because it it doesn't feel like we're doing much. But in essence, our core muscles really dictate a lot of our overall physical health, our pain level, our balance, stability, strength. I mean, it really affects our entire body. So if you've never done targeted core breathing exercises and integrated them into your movement routines throughout the year, um, I highly recommend exploring this area because it can dramatically improve your endurance and your overall performance. Um, Winter is the season of the kidney and the water element. So you think about restoration, restorative activity. This might look like more gentle movements, um, walking, yoga, swimming, but also kind of quieting the mind, working on your meditation and gratitude practices. So it's really that kind of holistic and whole body approach. Mm, That's so awesome. I am just loving all of these different lenses. Thank you so much. Heck yes. (laughs) Hopefully this episode has you feeling grounded in your body and curious about your own special rhythms and flow. And we really hope some of these ideas give you permission to honor your cycles, rest when you need it, and kick total ass the rest of the time. Yes, totally agree. All right. We cannot wait to meet you back here next week. This month was chock full of ideas for movement and fitness that had absolutely nothing to do with the gym. And next month, (laughs) we're diving into a new theme. We are going to be covering stress and resilience. So be sure to tune in to episode 38, where we'll be chatting about the gut-brain connection and how stress affects your poop. So have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.